welcome once again to Cinemaholics, the major motion podcast where we talk about the biggest and the best films coming to theaters and streaming online from the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm John Negroni, film editor for theyoungfolks.com. And from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, he's a news and entertainment writer at Collider. It's Will Ashton. Oh, hello. Will, you know, I was just thinking the other day. Yeah. That you need to get out of your shell. Okay. Uh, I know you, you struggle to sometimes, and I was thinking, you know what? You know what's a great way to get out of your shell? How's that? To watch a movie about a shell. Sure. And you know what makes it even better? What? Watching said movie about a shell with your shoes on. Okay. Am I selling this to you? Sure. I mean, I was very... any sure. issues? I was very curious as to why you picked this film for this week. Uh, I mean, I know there's like some other, you know, reasons, you know, like you have a busy week coming up. Uh, you know, well, what else be... are we going to talk about? DC League of Super Pets, Vengeance. Uh, yeah. uh, not okay. Not okay. Which we might still talk uh, about if we can. Sharp Stick, 13 Lives. There were just a bunch of things that came out. A bunch this of little week. things. And we uh, had to choose yeah. among the little things. I chose Marcel the Shell. Well, I just mean Marcel that, like, rules. so this movie, um, it came out around your neck of the woods, I guess, about a month ago. Yes. It came out around In my June. neck of the woods. Uh, a couple weeks after that it was like around mid-july and i was planning to see it i was excited to see it but you know mm-hmm. just extraneous purposes or extraneous reasons you know like i had a lot of uh, stuff at my sister's wedding I had kind of a busy month in july I didn't get a chance to see it immediately but for this week when i was reaching out to you i was like okay we gotta cover something right what are we covering thinking we're gonna be talking about you know this bj novak film or the DC League of Super Pets, you're like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I wasn't having any of it. I this Marcel look. movie is what yeah, we're going to be talking about. Yeah, Marcel or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just, I mean, you've been kind of pushing back against like doing reviews for films that have come out, you know, like a little while ago. You know, I typically like, I, do. It's got to be special. You know, it's got to okay. be a movie that I feel like if we don't talk about it, we're going to regret it. Right? I guess. I don't know. I mean, but that's what I'm kind of curious about, I guess, with this film. Because, you know, like, like Mad God, a film I'm like, oh, we got to talk about this. You're like, no, 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 no. That's too old. Or a movie <laughs> we both see, like Fire Island, where it's like, hey, it's, that's a nice little movie. We can talk about that. You're like, no, no, that's too old. Marcel is like a month old now. You're like, no, we got to talk about Marcel. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. The show. We, we almost talked about Fire Island a couple of times. I like that movie. It was all but... right. Yeah, it was, it was a decent movie. I mean, I'm not, I, I just picked those two because they're the, the first two that came to mind as far as movies that I saw or we both saw. That we never actually covered on this show. I think, uh, you know, I, what part of it is, Will, is that I want this movie to get a little bit more attention. It's not. It's getting buried in the madness. It's being it a though, bad god. I mean, I feel like it's, you know, it's doing about, uh, you know, part of the course where I feel like your average uh, A24 film. You know, I mean, like, I, I know we just come, we're coming off of everything everywhere all at once being the first A24 film to make like $100 million dollars. Worldwide. Because they refuse to take it out of theaters. I guess, yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, I think this is done like what, like five million or so at the box no, office? Three three point four million. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Three point four? Actually four point one. Well, what was the budget? Still, I don't know how much it costs to make. I don't know, probably like twenty bucks. Okay. Well, if it's I twenty mean, bucks, then it's it's doing incredibly <laughs> well. Doing, yeah. No, I I would bet you it's it was made for like you know sub five million. I would guess. So it's uh, it's about like breaking even, I guess. Right. Sure. Now. 
it does, and a movie like this doesn't exist to make money. It exists mm-hmm. because Dean Fleischer camp. He had a dream. Yeah, I mean, this was in the works for a long time. I mean, oh, yeah. I was curious to hear about your past with the like the short films for Marcel. Well, show. and I, I thought you would be chomping at the bit because we've been into Nathan Fielder's show, the rehearsal, and he has a he has a voice uh, mm-hmm. credit on this movie. Yeah, he has a cameo. But I mean, the the shorts, the Marcel, the show with shoes on. Sure, sure. Shorts. They're like them. about. Uh, like 12 years old now. At least the first one's like 12 years old. It was... Yeah, uh, 2010, the first one came out. Uh-huh. It was like one of the first like viral YouTube... Well, maybe not one of the first, but it was like mm. from the early days of YouTube. It was in the first viral. kind of bigger wave, right? You know, YouTube was kind of kicking up at like 2006, 2007. We were getting like Charlie the Unicorn, you know, the mm-hmm. the kid with the dentist, you know, that stuff. Charlie Do- after Dennis, I think it was like... Or so David whatever after it Dennis. was. I forget yeah, which. It, 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 this this is all stuff when you and I were like in high school, college. Sure, uh, evolution of dance. That was one I liked a lot. Um, yeah, we we were bored as all heck. Um, yeah, and, and Marcel was a big YouTube one for sure. Yeah, I mean it was interesting because like I think it came out either around or before the time Jenny Slate was on SNL for like that one season. SNL and like before, right before I think uh, Parks and Rec when she kind of showed up there. She had a bit of a convergence as yeah. an actor. I mean, obviously, it was before Obvious Child, which I think was 2014. Yeah. Um, or was that 2013? I forget exactly when. I think it was 2014, which is like Obvious when... Obvious Child? Yeah, which I, is think, when, I think that's 2014. Unless it had like yeah. a festival release I'm spacing on. Right. Which is like around the time... Like, I think the third Marcel short came out in 2014. And then it was like quiet for a long time. Like, I thought the window had kind of passed for Marcel. Especially because, I mean, like you said, like Jenny Slate... And what's the director's name? Dean, uh, Dean Fleischer, Fleischer Camp. Dean Fleischer Camp. They used to be married. Like, that was, like, kind of the right. origins. Of, and they broke up. They got divorced. So I kind of thought Marcel was, you know, done at that I point. I mean, it, the, you, that's kind of, it's funny, isn't it? Because uh, this movie kind of directly tackles that. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not way. saying it doesn't. I'm just saying, like, from the history of I'm this. I'm not saying that you're saying that it doesn't. Yeah. I'm just I saying, like, I was, though. when I'd heard, because I had known... Like, I remember I read, like, some interview, I think, in, like, 2015 with Jenny Slate when she was on the up and up after sure. Obvious Child. I remember she was asked about Marcel the Shell and, like, she was saying, oh, we had this idea for a movie. We we're thinking about doing it. You know, it's, it's a little hard to get to come together because this takes a long time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was seven years ago. And I was like, OK, I guess just, you know, she's got busy. She moved on. And then last year during the festival circuits, I'm like, oh, what's this Marcel the show with shoes on? There's a film like this actually happened. They made it. And I guess they yeah. actually were working on it from that time. But it just took a long time because, you know, it, it, you know how long it took. They make these like short films and those were like four minutes long. This is a whole 90 minute film. You know, it, it's it's not an easy thing to put together. So I guess they've just been working on it for too. Yeah. yeah, they've been working t- on it for a, a long very time. 20, this is a very 20-teens movie. Oh, Extremely yeah. It, it, so. it felt like a movie, like a kid's film for moms and dads like grew up in their 20s watching like Hannah Takes the Stairs and like these <laughs> mumblecore movies, you know, like like the Joe Swanberg and Greta Gerwig projects. Right. Like, or like, you know, like the, the Plus Brothers. Like if they... Uh, you know, had kids and they're like, oh, let's take our kid to see a, f- a kid film. I don't want to take them to see yeah. Minions. If, um, We're gonna if see... Mike Mills was your babysitter, this is the movie he'd take you right. to. Right, or something like that, yeah. Because there's a kid's film, but it is a kid's film that feels like it's geared towards like 30-somethings. 
like right. it's appropriate for kids, but it feels like the target audience for this kids film is like a 35 year old divorced dad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he just he does a quick Google search for like what's playing at the movies. Um, DC League of Super Pets. No, thanks. Um, taking the kids to go see Marcel the Shell. And I got to say with Dean Fleischer camp, obviously somebody I I honestly forgot about the guy. I, you know, I, I feel a little bit like Jenny Slade. I, I, I just I forget he exists. I haven't really like kept up with anything he's been working on. I, I kind mean, of look to see that he is uh, working on the new Lilo and Stitch movie. Yeah, that guy announced fairly recently. Um, I don't yeah. think Jenny Slate forgot about him. To be fair, uh, especially if they're still working. <laughs> we can only together. speculate, right? Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm yeah. making a little bit of a meta joke to the movie she was recently in. We broke up, or not? We broke up. That was a different one. Um, the other yeah, one about uh, breaking up. Um, with her oh, and uh, Charlie Day. What was that one called? Yeah. Uh, what was that called? I remember Marry Me. Um, and then there was Yeah, this it was one. around that time. This was the better one that came out on yeah. the uh, Amazon it Studios. Was, yeah. It was a better one, but for some reason, I'm not remembering the title of it either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'll look it up. But uh, yeah, it, it, is, it is kind of funny that, uh, yeah, that <laughs> she, she's, uh, she's in a lot of breakup movies, I guess. I don't know. Um, she was also in, uh, wasn't she in Everything Everywhere at All Once, or she did like a voice? Yeah, she yeah. was, uh, yeah, like a supporting player. I want player. you back. Oh, that's, that's right, yeah. And it was ah. like a, a sentence. Like, it was something like that where it was like a, a sentence in a, in a title form, but I couldn't there remember what go. it was, yeah. Jenny Slate, everybody. I hope she comes back to comedy. I feel like it's been a while since she had like a I mean, stand-up special. She's yeah, quite funny. I really like, yeah, I really like Jenny Slate. Uh, I think she's immensely talented. Sure. It, it warms my heart that like... She had, uh, you know, kind of a rough upbringing as far as like, not like growing up, but like, you know, she got on SNL. When you get on SNL, you're typically like, okay, I finally made them on the big leagues. Yeah. Here's my career. And she fumbled, not like by her fault per se, you know, just, you know, she just didn't really find her groove on that show. It happens. Which is so weird. She's like, she's, she is like exactly the kind of SNL performer who should be successful on there in a better world. Sure. But, you know, I mean, it, it didn't really work out that first time. And she was in like that third Alvin the Chipmunks movie, Chipwrecked. It was just it was looking a little dire there for a bit. And then she had Obvious yeah. Child. And then, you know, things just really kind of took up, especially for her as a voice actress. Um, she's, you know. she's in a lot of voice acting roles. Yeah. I mean, a big one was yeah. The Secret Life of Pets, the sequel mm-hmm. to that. You know, there's probably like uh, 20 others I'm forgetting. Right. Well, she's in Big Mouth, but then she stepped aside from that role uh, in 2020. But. Yeah, I mean, she's, you know, she's done a lot of voice work, very talented voice actress, in addition to being a talented writer and actress in general. And yeah, uh, yeah you know, it's, I think this, yeah, I, that's all this to say that um, I feel like this project sort of had a humble uh, upbringing and it was one that it's wasn't got, it's honestly. It's got a bit of a broken family syndrome, isn't it, from I all guess, the way through? Yeah, it, it just, it kind of beat the odds to come into yeah. existence, which makes it, even before you see it, a very kind of charming film that exists. It is. It, it, it's got a lot of like a like a bittersweet atmosphere, kind of mood to it. But it's also very light and sweet. You know, it's it's more sweet than bitter, I guess. And you know, with the screenplay here, we also have uh, in addition to Jenny Slade and Dean Fleischer Camp doing the screenplay and the story, we also have Nick Paley. We just we have a lot of the original voices, I think, behind the short. And some of the connections they have in Hollywood was not expecting um, Isabel Rossellini, the uh, the legend yep. herself, mm-hmm. to be a prominent character in this, voicing um, a character uh, who will take uh, probably steal everybody's heart. Uh, she, of course, is the daughter of uh, Ingrid Bergman, if, uh, for those of you who don't know, and sure. uh, as well as Rebito. Re- <laughs> excuse me, 
um roberto rossellini i uh okay. ch- I'm, I'm stumbling you- over my italian because i'm about to be in italy Oh boy, I, I thought you were about to say Roberto Benini, and I was going to correct you, but yeah, that's a <laughs> I almost different messed Roberto. up. You're... Yeah, <laughs> but no, she comes in here and is is uh, is is quite a blessing. I think for she was to me in, in the the midsummer months. Was not expecting Rosa Salazar to kind of have like a quick role in this as well. Uh, folks might remember her from Elite Battle Angel and a few others. Sure. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm looking more more forward to Rosa Salazar coming up in Chariot with the uh, that's the. The one with John Malkovich, right? I think that's coming out later this year. Um, so, uh, an actress who hasn't gotten her due quite yet, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, she's been in stuff that a lot of people like, like uh, Brand uh, New Cherry Flavored, Undone, yeah. uh, Man Seeking Woman, at least for me. Uh, she's, a, she's probably the best new character in those Maze Runner movies, which really oh, just yeah. kind of happened. Yeah, and then so. Thomas Mann is also in this, uh, an actor I'd kind of forgotten about after Project X, but it's nice mm-hmm. to see him again. Yeah, I, I definitely was like, I know that guy, <laughs> but uh, I, I honestly didn't remember his name. Um, I guess uh, I, I was like, me and her on the dying girl, right? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's like the most A24 movie that's not an A24 film, right? Uh, you could have you <laughs> said it was A24, I would have believed you. No, I think it's Searchlight, um, right? It's Searchlight, yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, so Marcel the Shovel Shoes on. What's the plot of this movie? It's a mockumentary style format. I honestly will. When I was going into this, I wasn't sure what kind of movie they were going to go for. If it was going to be like mockumentary, if it was going to be exactly like the shorts. It had been a while since I'd seen the shorts and I didn't rewatch them before I saw the movie. So I, I honestly wasn't sure how they were actually going to do this. I was like, is this going to be like a documentary, like like real? But uh, no, it's like a it's a uh, breaking the fourth wall. Not breaking the fourth wall. That's not the right term. It's mockumentary. I think that's the most accurate way to put it. Yeah, um, it's a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of something a little bit more like that. It's meta and kind of self-aware because it's like about itself in some ways, but not not necessarily breaking the fourth wall. So uh, the film is about a little shell named Marcel, voiced by Jenny Slate, an anthropomorphic shell, of course, who lives with his grandmother, Connie, who we said earlier is played by or voiced by Isabella Rossellini. And the two shells live in Airbnb in, I believe, Los Angeles. I, I genuinely was wondering the entire time what city this was supposed to be. And I assume it's L.A. because Dean Fleischer Camp and Jenny Slate, you know. But whatever. It could be anywhere, I guess. Uh, Marcel spends his days, you know, going around the house. And, and Dean is filming Marcel. Marcel's telling his story and how he gets around. He moves around in like a tennis ball. It's sweet. It's nice. But then we find out that Marcel and Connie were separated from their family a long time ago. And there's this kind of like really sad story behind all of that. And Marcel eventually goes to Dean and is like, hey, you know what? Let's go find my family. Let's do it. So it kind of turns into sort of like a find my family sort of film. Will, what did you think about Marcel, the shell with shoes on? Are you, you know, getting your shoes on so you can leave the podcast after I made you watch this? Uh, yeah, I mean... I was excited for it. I mean, certainly I'm a big fan, as I mentioned, of uh, Jenny Slate and the creators involved, as well as the original short. Uh, I, I think I'd seen the second, third one. I, I rewatched or watched all of them afterwards. I, I think I, I don't think I'd seen the third one before this. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember really enjoying that original one. There's obviously a lot of callbacks to at least the first two shorts in this movie. Um I feel like I liked it, but I'm I'm kind of wondering what it is about this movie that 
really spoke to you on a deeper level. Like oh, I, I really, you. I really admired the craft of it. I, I like the kind of storybook quality where, you know, it starts off as something kind of simple and it evolves into something more resonant and personal and deeply felt. Um, I like what's going for. I really, really enjoyed the, the two central voice performances from uh, Jenny Slate and Isabella Rosalini. Uh, Isabella Rosalini in particular, I thought was pretty outstanding here. And I think crucial to why the movie works as it does. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. Got some good chuckles. Didn't laugh at like everything, but I thought a lot of it was pretty funny and good and heartwarming. But yeah, I, I, I'm kind of struggling to like, retain this in my memory even a day after i'd seen it so to know that you've been like kind of harboring uh a deep sea and love for it even a month later is what's making me curious right now well that's the thing will it's just you 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 didn't open your heart to marcel and that's okay that's your right uh you know what i think it really is uh, because we've touched on a lot of it we've touched on i think the big emotion of this movie and how Marcel is just such a lovable character. It's fun watching this movie. It's fun sitting there and wondering what this little shell is going to say next. Like the dialogue is very surprising. It's sharp at times. Other times it's weirdly profound. Other times it's nonsense. It's just a, a really fun little box of a movie where every scene is a little bit different and a little surprising. And I, I was really impressed. Like I, I could feel them taking their time on it. Emotionally, I think I connected with it because we don't get a lot of movies that are nostalgic for a time as recent as the early 20-teens. Like, this is very much of an era, like, before the 2016 election, right? Uh, before, it was like peak Obama years, right? It, it's that time of life where millennials were kind of like in our 20s and 30s, like, younger side. I think in their case, they're elder millennials. They're a bit older than you and me. But there, there is a sort of mentality of like, I, in between breakups and, you know, trying to process like, where am I going to be for the rest of my life? Do I have this connection with family that I used to have? I just think that all the emotions that run through that go into this little shell. And I think the shell is a great avatar for the, the sort of like that kind of millennial angst that uh, I was kind of needing. I was needing a movie like this to sort of get that off my chest, to kind of reflect back on a recent time of life without it being, I guess, uh, overly sentimental. And I could see how for some people, they might watch this movie and be a little bit, you know, this is manipulative, this is kind of treacly, but I don't think they can rightfully say it's cliche, which I think that's the thing that impresses me the most. It's like, it's tropey. It's got like the the kind of tropey stuff in it, but it subverts the tropes a lot. Like there's a road trip kind of formula that they put into this movie, but then they just turn it on its head. It was stuff like that that I really appreciated that I wasn't expecting. So I come out of this movie, like I, I reviewed it for the the young folks, gave it an 8 out of 10. I would do it again. I think it's really strong. And I, I'm definitely on the, the, the really, really, really like it camp. And I could see myself loving it one day, you know, P- putting it on with some popcorn and you know, watching it with, uh, it's, it's like a perfect movie to watch with like preteens, you know, if, uh, if I ever have a kid and they're kind of like 10 to 12 years old or 13 or whatever it is, and they're kind of curious about what life was like in this time, I'd be like, Hey, let's watch this movie. And it's good for kids. And it kind of like gives them a peek into what it was like. It was like if, if my parents had watched uh, the big chill with me to an extent, although that's a more mature movie, <laughs> I guess I would, I would not, I would not, uh, it would not have been good for me to watch The Big Chill at 10 years old. Although my mother, I, I don't know about you, Will. My mother is the one who watched movies with me a lot as a kid. 
And there were all kinds of things that were inappropriate for me to watch that I watched anyway when I was <laughs> when I was little. Uh, I think I, did I ever tell you she she took me to see Deep Blue Sea when I was nine years old? Yeah, you've told me that story. I don't know if you told the listeners though. But. I'll never forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like there were there were some movies where she was like, "You're not watching Mimic with me," and then I was I watched it kind of like sneakily, but because uh, she didn't know I was uh, watching from the kitchen, but you know stuff like that. But anyway. That, that, yeah, that's what does that illuminate it for you, Will? Or are you still a little bit like, you know, hands on your head? What, what, what's going on? No, I mean, I'm not like confused by it. I, I guess I'm just kind of curious to hear why you were like so, um, so quick to like want to do this as like the main feature, even though it's been out for a month, even though a lot of the main. I get the kind word of, out. Sure, I get that. I, I get. It's I not get on that a now. streaming service, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not a movie that's going to get into people's get in front of people very easily. So yeah, I just didn't want to pass up an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting that a movie like this, a YouTube short turned film is a big cinematic event. Like we've seen other YouTube content kind of become films and almost all of them are pretty bad. Uh, Like I'm trying to think of like, like I'm trying to think like the Smosh movie or Smosh the movie. Uh, I should say, I know uh, Shane Dawson's not cool. Uh, is pretty it, that's maybe the worst movie i've ever seen um wow. you know there, there's there's other stuff i'm trying to think of what what else there is i'm I, doing like, like a the, google search like i, I googled um, you know oh, movies based on viral youtube videos uh between two ferns a movie that was on netflix a couple years ago okay yeah that's not really the spirit of what we're talking about though is I it i mean it's that galfinakis uh, yeah, like okay a, it's that's a series of it's shorts in the zip code i'll give you from that. a guy like just before he got famous a comedian like, you know, kind of kept it going as he, you know, got more and more popular. I feel like that's actually the most apt comparison <laughs> is something it's, like it's the only universe. one we've thought of so far. Uh, so I'll you that much. Well, I mean, there is like obviously like the Toy Story thing going on here, you know, kind of like like what's hiding in the shadows sort of of like your your bedroom. Like, I, guess I did, more I did for, see a few people kind of mashing up. Yeah, they were like, hey, yeah, this is Toy Story meets Taika Waititi. So that's pretty fair. I guess. Yeah, I mean... But anyway, I, 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 I only bring that up because there probably was an easy temptation here to kind of rely on the cuteness of it. Because the short films themselves, uh, you know, it's mostly just like one-liners and it's just mostly Marcel who's kind of like talking about his life and how challenging it is. And it's very adorable. It, it's, it's, it's mostly amusing, but it's not really like... It's mostly paper thin, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. As far as those shorts are concerned, like I don't think there's a lot of like going on beneath the surface. Maybe They're more fun so. distractions. Okay. Yeah, there's very charming kind of like DIY projects for uh, a married couple. You know, like they 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 kind of took off unexpectedly, and like you said, like they had this platform to you know they they could have just relied on that for a feature, would have gotten old really quick, but they instead used something that they create early on and use it as a form of therapy, I guess, kind of cinematic therapy, the comment on their relationship, the the sudden rise of fame of this character they created uh, while, you know, not kind of going too heady with it, I guess, like still retaining the charm of those short films. And I think that balancing act is really impressive and something that I certainly admired about the film. But once it's all said and done, I guess, I just don't really find myself quite as like, thoughtful about it as you and maybe that's more of a me thing than the film because like i feel like i'm like 
uh, hook, line, sinker for this film. Like, I should be, like, just on your level. Like, as much as I love stop motion, as much as I love uh, Jenny Slay, as much as I love these kind of early 2000s mumblecore type films, even though this isn't really a mumblecore film, it has, you know, kind of that lineage behind it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I should have walked away being like, this is like an 8 out of 10. This is a 9 out of 10, like you were saying. And I find myself like, yeah, it's a pretty good film. I, I think I might, I find myself more impressed with the technical aspects of it, like the stop motion itself. I, I think the animation. I, I really, yeah, it's got the whole Ant-Man thing going on. I really, really was impressed by a lot of the physics, the perspectives and the creativity of what Marcel's daily life was like. There, there was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of good threads of story there. Yeah, it kind of has a Bugs Life feel to it at times. Like, kind of like how they're able to kind of make this own little village, even though they're like one inch tall and all that. Yeah, I think that stuff is really charming. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I guess I still. Is it, find okay, myself here's what self- it is. Yeah, you did not want Marcel to find his family. No, I mean, that's not it at all. Uh, I, mean, I guess okay. what I. Well, you could, if you were rooting against Marcel, uh, it's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess maybe where we disagree is that I don't find it quite as unpredictable as you do like i i think it kind of played out as i expected but i do really appreciate that the movie uh doesn't wear out to welcome like there there are times where it, you know it, it when it starts to get a little bit repetitive that's when it kind of flips the script a little bit and plays uh it goes in like a different direction i don't think it really shocked me per se but i, I can see what you mean as far as like it, it plays into tropes but it's not really like going the exact same route you expect to go, but at the same time, as far as the outline is concerned, you know where this is going to go. Like, as far as, like, a kid's film is concerned, like, you don't have to worry about them, like, getting too depressed or, like, getting too, uh, you know, getting too uh, heady with it, like I said. But at the same time, I really find myself wondering, like, what are kids going to respond to this film? <laughs> like I said, I feel it's more for adults than for kids, which is fine. I mean, I, I, I don't know what, if that's like the intent of it. It's like disguising themselves as a kid's film, but actually being more for like the dads and moms in the audience. I think it's, it's, I th- well, it's like I was saying before, I think it's for those kids who are kind of growing up and want to get into more mature, independent films that kind of have, it's a very niche thing. You know, it's the kind of like 13, 14 year old who goes to an art house movie for the first time and is like, wow, so this is like what it's like to watch a more adult cinematic movie that is still accessible for me. Sure. It's not something like, like you know, it's not going to be this like extra edgy. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a stepping stone. I said in my uh, my letterbox review, what if A24 hired John Wilson to make a Toy Story movie? Mm-hmm. And I stand by it. And yeah, I think I mean- that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. That's kind of why I was expecting you to like this more than you did. I think I that it has like a lot it. of John Wilson energy. Uh, kind of. I don't. I didn't really get that per se. Um, the emotion though of like John Wilson in the season, the first season finale is like a big vibe of this movie. The risotto stuff. I mean, there is quite a bit of pandemic energy to this. If that's what you mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was made during. No, no, COVID. not even tapping into that. I'm I'm tapping into more the relationship between him and his neighbor. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of getting what you mean. I don't know. I, I think you're making it sound like I'm more negative on it. I, I'm just a little bit. I'm not saying lesser. You're, you're like, I'm not saying uh, you dislike it. I'm, yeah. you know, I, I like the film. I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I found it very sweet. Uh, I was really charmed by it. I especially loved, like I said, the animation behind it. I, I think seeing this on the big screen was really uh, quite a lovely experience. I guess I just found oh, myself yes. not. Uh, really reminiscing on it as much as you did. Like it seems like you, it, it really kind of seeped deeper for you than it did for me, and I guess that's where we sort of differ here. 
there was only one thing during this movie like that was, it was making me tear my hair out because I was like, what in the world? And it was when Marcel is just basically like, yeah, you know, it's hard not having my family. I wish I could be with my family. And Dean is such this, he's such a detached character. He's so hung up on his sort of projects and his own breakup that he is like kind of unwilling to help the shell at first. And I was kind of like, see, that's what, where is uh, his empathy? But I was going to say, it's something that as the film went on, it started to make more sense. It started to actually, it was like, oh, this is the point, isn't it? That he, you know, right. and I thought it was like a nice sort of commentary on the sort of, like I was saying before, the angsty millennial, you know, th- things are kind of like tough for everybody, but like, Things get better when mm-hmm. you open your heart to somebody else and you you start to actually like do selfless things for others instead of just wallowing in what's wrong in the world. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually thought that was kind of a, a clever thing about the film was that like he's clearly detached because he doesn't really want to process his emotions right now. And what's right. happening with Marcel is sort of paralleling what's happening with him. But he uses the like journalistic integrity of his pursuit to kind of allow himself to get an excuse to be like okay like it's not me like removing myself and not being emotionally attached i'm just retaining that you know journalistic integrity and that honesty but allowing himself as the movie goes on obviously to open himself up and be more central to such the central to the plot of the story i think that's what surprised me the most is that like dean fletcher camp is like a character in this like obviously it's like dean fletcher camp camp with uh quotation marks around it like it's not the yeah. real a believable dean character Fl- in this sure but I, I that's what i guess surprised me was that like he became like the second lead of the film uh and it became like this sort of like you know uh like you said sort of meta commentary kind of the like uh coloring book version of like a charlie coffin movie or something in a way i guess but uh hmm. that that part i guess uh really resonated with me but um yeah i mean i don't know if that's enough to like make me like fall head or heels for it per se well i i think i figured out why you're so confused about why i like this as much as i do and you I'm haven't said it because i think you're protecting my feelings allowing yourself to talk you I were guess. confused and i think i know what it is it's because you had to sit in that chair and listen to me complain for years about that thing that happens in movies where characters go viral. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. well, I hate that. It's my least favorite. Whenever a character becomes viral in a movie. And then so you were when you were watching this movie, you're like, how the heck? How the gosh darn heck is John liking this movie when it does everything he claims to hate? So, yeah, I understand, Will, why you're a little bit taken aback. I mean, I will say that stuff, uh, you know, I, I found that a little bit tiresome as far as like, you know, I, oh, yes. I, I get annoyed where it goes from like the like zero to 60 thing. Like I prefer, even though it's a much lesser film, like something like mainstream where it's just like, oh, I have a hundred views or whatever. Like, I think that's funnier and more honest to me than like something going from like zero to 200 or what was it like 22 million views or something like that. There's that scene, right? There's always that scene where a character like runs over with the laptop and it's just like, look at this. You have 200 million views. And I'm just like, oh god like it's just so cringe yeah i mean that's like i think more than the original marcel the show has right now like after 12 years (laughs) it happens in the span (laughs) of like 200 million is like that's like beyonce puts out a music video no 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 no. Uh, i mean like uh, what i meant was like the 22 million like i think that like i think right now it has like 30 million so like i don't know just like which is quaint honestly for youtube isn't it yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I would prefer if the movie honored that quaint mentality of it. it was just like, like he still gets big enough that people recognize him, but it's like more of like a local 
oddity mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like it's just like it goes from you know whatever like zero to a hundred thousand like hundred thousand views or whatever, which would still be a lot. Right. But it's not like astronomical, like the world's like obsessed kind of thing. And I think it gets the point across. And I think the idea that uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler per se, but the idea that <laughs> Marcel gets doxed is a plot point in the film is I, I think kind of that funny. Marcel gets sauced? No, gets doxed plot. Uh, (laughs) it's kind of a funny but also understandably kind of terrifying for him plot point yeah um i love this little shell and i felt for him and i was i was wishing him nothing but success i do appreciate this movie has even with the doc stuff like a very kind look at the internet like i was kind of waiting for like that moment where like the comment section turned on marcel or something like that (laughs) but it doesn't really happen ralph breaks the internet yeah 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 uh no i mean i'm glad i didn't go that route i guess but um yeah i I was kind of waiting for that moment because i feel like that's another kind of cliche with this is where it's like they love me they love me and then it's like they hate me they hate me like what what did i do but instead again that's kind of what i was saying before it just twists those things around because in marcel's case he's just like leave me alone i don't like this right (laughs) i want my privacy and it's yeah yeah, it's very sweet uh, because it's like such an introvert thing you know it's mm -hmm. like you can be extroverted but also be introverted at the same time like everybody has their boundaries i kind of like that this movie i don't know i mean you know not to toot our horns but you know we both have gone viral at different points in our lives you 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 more so than me so you might be more equipped to talk about this thing but there is that kind of turning point when things go viral where it's just like oh people are really responding to this this is nice this is fun to like all right i'm already sick of this like leave me alone like this is <laughs> yeah. annoying like it wasn't yeah, that yeah. funny or whatever you know and i i, I, I kind of wonder if like marcel is kind of a blessing and a curse for dean and jenny in that way like when it first went viral and it became a huge phenomenon like obviously they leaned into it they made these uh shorts following it i think they wrote a book as well and then they made this film but there was i imagine there was a point where it's like okay like why is this taking off such a way like it's like it's not that funny you know they were asking the question you're asking right now huh yeah, I don't know. Why I mean, does I'm John just... love this movie? What? But I like that they they kind of cake that into the film. You know, like it's like it's yeah. a plot of the film. Like Marcel kind of wonders that as well. Like, like why am I so special and all this stuff? Uh, and you know, that kind of gets into like the Paddington aspects of the film, I guess. Which I I don't think it's quite on that level as those two Paddington films. But mm. I can see why you know, especially because they made this like I said during the pandemic. There is something kind of quaint and special about like. You know, Marcel is just sort of this guileless, cute little guy who is just completely honest, you know, like what you see is what you get. And for them to return this character, there was kind of something, uh, you know, like they could kind of do a reset button as far as like evaluating like, okay, the world around us is not really, you know, it's in in catastrophe mode. But there's something that, that makes sense about Marcel for us. And it's very sweet and it's very simple. And we can kind of tackle more profound things with this but we don't have to get too profound with it because it's gonna you know exceed what it's trying to do and i I think they pull off that balance pretty well and i can see why people are really responding to the film in that way but i also kind of find myself slightly scratching my head as far as like okay it's good but it's not like that good at least in my opinion but it seems like you disagree Mm. which is fine if i didn't know any better will ash and i'd say you have a little bit of a crush on this movie you're kind of nagging the movie a little bit, you know, you're a little bit like, oh, it's not that great. It's like, I don't know. Will Ashen doth protest too much. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Crush on the film or Jenny Slate? 
The film. Okay. I mean, I, I'll give you Jenny Slate, but the film. Yeah, Jenny Slate, that's, that's your business. We don't have right. to bring that into the show. I mean, uh, but the film that's a little weird because, like, Marcel's like a kid, basically, <laughs> right? That's a. a, a I didn't weird say Marcel. Comment. Jeez. I don't know. Like, I mean, why are you applying here? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get to the truth. But okay, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. It might still be playing in some theaters near you. Very, very indie kind of movie, about 90 minutes. Uh, hopefully people were able to check it out on the big screen at some point when they had a chance. Because like you said, it's it's definitely a, f- a unique watch on the big screen. It's just it's rare enough to see stuff like this on the silver screen. I'm certainly glad we both had a chance to do so. Uh, let's play the Rotten Tomatoes game, though. Let's see what the critics are saying, because okay. um, if, there, if there's one thing Will Ashen and I know, it's that uh, critics are mm-hmm. the most important rubric when it comes to a film's quality, right? Yeah, I think I was score? spoiled on the uh, the critic score already because I was looking up the show times for the film, and I think it was like plastered pretty prominently on Google. Well, sometimes, so. sometimes that's inaccurate. So let's let's see, let's find out. Uh, what is your guess for the Rotten Tomato score? We have 127 critics counted so far. Uh, I believe last I'd heard it's like a 98. I know it was like a hundred for a while and then went to 99 kind of similar like toy story three. And then now it's like 98, which makes sense. I mean, like it's, it's a hard movie to dislike. Uh, I don't know how many critics were reviewing the film, but yeah, last I heard it's 98. Well, you are correct. It's not, it's still 98. Uh, but what about audience score? Hopefully you didn't get sweat on that too. Uh, no, I wasn't spoiled on this one. So this will be a genuine guess from me. Uh, I'm going to say 94%. You're only two off. Is it lower or higher? Is it 96? 92 or 96? Is it 96? It's 92. Yeah, some critics were were like, you know what? I agree with Will Ashton. I don't want Marcel to find his family. Well, that's audience, right? So this would be uh, like general. Some audiences were saying that. Yeah, I think, you know. Anything like this is going to get a little too hyped. Maybe that's part of the problem for me is I like, like I like the movie fine, but the hype was so astronomical for something like this that you kind of, you know, once sure. you see it, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's it's nice. There, are, uh, so there are only two rotten reviews that I'm seeing here. Uh, um, Rex and they're Reed not that and Norman low. White. <laughs> no, no, Jordan uh, Rumi and Mike Massel, uh, Massey. Um, okay. I don't know Mike Massey. Jordan Rumi, I've definitely read before. But that, Jordan gave uh, it a C plus. Is Jordan Rumi? That's World of Real. World of uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, World yeah, of Real. Yeah. Uh, Mike Massey is gone with the twins. Who knows what that is? But he gave it a five out of ten. What are you going to do? It's not that bad. Yeah. But all right. Mm. What about cinema score? Do we even have a cinema score? I actually forgot to check. Let's see. We I'm don't have guess a cinema a. score. Oh, okay. I was going to guess yeah. A. But yeah, this uh, is like AA minus that kind of zone. If it did have one, I bet. Um, what about Letterbox? We have 32,000 watches. Not a ton, mm. but about what we would probably expect for this. Mm-hmm. Average rating between 0 to 5. Well, Ashton, what's your best guess? Uh, I'm going to say 4.2. 4.3. Very close. Mm. And I feel like I've done 4.2 a lot recently, but that's what my well, guess was. Here, here's something that might be pretty uh, pretty mind-blowing. It's in the top 250 for Letterboxd. Oh, yeah. Can you believe it? For their narrative feature films, to be clear. Yeah, it's in the official top 250. It's number 59. That makes it, I think that's, it's the only other, the only other movie from this year to be in the top oh 100 at least. There might be a few others in the top 250, but so, uh, this one and everywhere, everything everywhere. I was just about to say. So yeah. two A24 films with Jenny Slate. How about that? 
<laughs> Jenny Slate's a bit of a good luck charm. Uh, you know, no wonder, no wonder Dean Flasher camps feeling a little bit, you know. Mm. Anyway, um, Jenny Slate, she, she got married again, didn't she? She married yeah, uh, Ben she, Shattuck? Uh, I don't know who she got married to, but I know she is married with a child now, so. Good for yeah. her, just killing it. Yeah, sure. All right, well, that's it for us on this episode of Cinemaholics. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you are that listener who is like, uh, yeah, I'm with Will. You guys should have talked about Mad God. Let us know. Uh, send mm-hmm. us an email, cinemaholicspodcast at gmail.com. If you have anything that you'd like to hear us trade words on, we're, we're always open to any and all feedback. Will Ashton, though, I think, you know, this this August is going to be a bit hectic for us. I'm gonna, well, for me, I'm going to be out of the country for a few yeah. weeks. And so, so we're, we're trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to do some stuff ahead of time. We're not going to be as, uh, you know, on the pulse as usual. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, we're going to be recording them a little bit earlier than we usually do, and they're going to be a little bit shorter than what we usually do. So I guess we'll apologize in advance for our upcoming episodes being a little bit shorter. That just us trying to do our best episodes later. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, we're going to try our best to, you know, not cause a break in the schedule as far as uh, you, the listeners are concerned. But it'll be a little bit first if we did, if we missed a week. I Uh, I think we've missed a week in five plus years, have we? I think we missed like one week. Uh, it was like the week that Rise of Skywalker came out. Because I remember I wasn't supposed to be on that episode. No, because we put out Cats. That, was that the main episode? I thought that was a bonus. I don't know. I mean, we put out an episode. I mean, even if it was a bonus. We still okay. put out programming for the listeners. We came okay. through. Fair so, enough. All right. There we go. So we haven't missed a week. So hopefully that trend isn't bucked. With this month. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. What do you, you can only hope you can only hope, but yeah, we, we want to talk about movies like bullet train. Like uh, I, I wanted to watch Easter Sunday, but I, I'm going to not be able to see my screening. I won't be here, but mm. uh, plenty of other stuff. I, I think like for me, the, the yep. two big August movies that I've been looking forward to are bullet train and Prey, And mm. I want to watch Prey as soon as possible. Uh, hits, I think, Hulu, right? Or Disney Plus, whatever it is this yeah, weekend. I think Hulu. Hulu, yeah. Well, it's an R-rated film, so definitely Hulu. Y- yeah, you're R-rated in some ways. Um, okay. But yeah, we'll we'll let you know. When these episodes come out, you'll know. And then we'll be back for like our normal Cinemaholics programming at the end of August. And yeah. I'm looking forward to that quite a bit. So sure. check it out. Yeah. From the Internet California, I'm John Negroni. Oh, we're still doing these. So yeah. And from the Internet Pennsylvania, I'm Wesh. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah, what well, it's you and me.